Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. It is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. We are broadcasting live this March 14th of 2021. And if you're listening to this later on the Holy Ghost Radio podcast, it will be recorded and put on that podcast later. We are so glad that you are with us tonight and honored that you would listen. We've got people texting me already, quite a few people texting already. I'm just going to throw a shout out. And you can do that tonight. You can text us a question. Uh, scripture reference. You can only say nice things. If you don't like anything I say, you can't. You can't text me anything bad. So only good things tonight. We've got Brother Johnson listening in Apache Junction, Arizona. We've got Carl and Jeannie listening in Michigan tonight. 
We've got Brother Jones, Elder Jones, listening tonight in Minneapolis. Brother Fuller listening somewhere up on Lake Sakakawea. We've got uh, Yvonne and Marin listening down in Bowman. We've got Nathaniel listening up in Park River and Brother Griffith somewhere out in Great Falls, Montana. And the Millers out in the far-flung reaches of Gulva, North Dakota. The Willises are listening tonight. And as I said, if you want to be part of oh, there's keep coming. But if you want to be part of this program, text me 701-290-7862. If you do uh, text a question that has a scripture reference, text the scripture reference with it, too. That way we can answer that. I have a very special guest in the studio tonight, and his name is Brother Temeskin, and he's from Ethiopia. He's a pastor. Uh, I heard about him uh, in just a... Uh, I feel like an interesting way, and we, we have Ethiopian people coming to our church here in Dickinson, so we sought for him to come and be with us. He, he ministered in our church this morning, and it's so good, Brother Temeskin, to have you with us on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, yourself, and then we're going to just get right into this. Thank you very much, Elder Simons. Uh, I am Temeskin Solomon. Uh, I pastor a church in the capital city, and... Uh, I oversee so many churches in Ethiopia. Uh, in fact, I was born and raised in Pentecostal family. Uh, my dad came to this Pentecostal experience when he was very young. That was in 1970. And my mom came to the truce around the same time or the same year. And uh, God gave them the revelation in the Bible because of the missionaries from America named uh, Kenneth and Bobby Wendell. They came to Ethiopia in 1968, and it has been very difficult for a year. But after that, God gave them souls, and my father was one of the converts. So God gave them the revelation that uh, what Peter said in the Bible, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So my father had already Holy Ghost, but he needed to be baptized in Jesus' name. He came to the truth, and uh, Brother Kenneth Wendell baptized him in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ. And my mother, uh, she was in a family where they were dominantly uh, from Coptic Orthodox Church. It wasn't uh, uh, something uh, very uh, easy for her to move on, but she said, I'm going to read my Bible, and I'm going to obey she was about 15 or 16 at that time, but she needed to decide for herself, so she was baptized in Jesus' name. In fact, it was my father who baptized my mom. Later, they were married. So my dad, is uh, he knows his Bible. He's, he was a teacher, and after that, in the governmental working, in the secular work, he was a teacher. So he loves reading, and he reads his Bible, and he reads that you know, so many times he reads it. And my mom is a prayer warrior, so I'm so happy I was born and raised in that family. Uh, I had to repent of my own sin and go to the water to be baptized in Jesus' name when I was 11 years old. My father, we asked him, Dad, we want to be baptized because there was revival uh, in those days in Ethiopia, and we wanted to be baptized. Every Sunday, people were being baptized, so we wanted to be part of that, but my dad said... Uh, I'm going to put one restriction. If you receive the Holy Ghost first because you are too young, I will let you be baptized. So he wanted to know that we were into the Bible, reading and knowing the truth. So 
we know that in the Bible, according to chapter 8 of the book of Acts, it's possible to receive first the Holy Ghost and then to be baptized in Jesus' name. So God filled us first with the Holy Ghost, four of us in the family, my brother uh, and two of my uh, sisters, they received the Holy Ghost on, I remember the day was Monday, then we were baptized on the following Sunday in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ. So that's my uh, experience. And since that day, God has been so good to me, helping me, directing me. And finally, when I was grown, I was a teacher in a college, university, and finally I felt the call. And when my father was serving, and I see him, and I saw the challenge, and I wanted to be part of that, and I know I have a call, so that's how I joined the ministry. And uh, since that day, I'm serving the Lord, I'm so happy, I'm a minister, and God is doing so many good things in the country of Ethiopia. That's what's good. The, uh, you said that your father had and received the Holy Ghost before he saw the revelation of the oneness. What what organization was he with, or how did that happen? In Ethiopia, uh, there were the pest, the Pentecostal movement was not very old, but by the time brother and sister Wendell came to Ethiopia, there was there were another group called Mulu Wangel, the Full Gospel. So they were Pentecostals. They believed in receiving the Holy Ghost, but they did not have any revelation about. Uh, the baptism in Jesus' name. So uh, some of the people who came to church, I know my father is one, uh, and, and some other you know, old preachers, they received the Holy Ghost while they were there, uh, and they came to the church to be baptized. So that church believed it's a Pentecostal movement. It's called Full Gospel Church. I see, but it, they're not, they, they uh, don't believe in the doctrine of the oneness of God or Jesus' name baptism, is that correct? Yes, sir. They don't believe uh, in baptizing people in the name of Jesus. In fact, some of the teachers were resisting, and they called this one a new teaching, and they were against that. And some people even spoke to the missionaries, if you baptize people in Jesus' name, you will never get you know, as many people. But after three, four years, there were more than 10,000 people being baptized in Jesus' name. So, See, the area, uh, Brother Temeskin is from Ethiopia, but, our, of course, our listening audience, most of the people in our listening audience don't understand baptism. They um, they think baptism, many people in our listening, I would say the majority of the people in our listening audience believe baptism is like sprinkling a baby. And even the ones that do believe in being baptized and being immersed under the water don't understand the name of Jesus or the baptism in Jesus' name. They look at Matthew twenty eight nineteen, where the Bible said Jesus said to baptize them in the name of of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. How do you explain that to people in Ethiopia when they say, well, what does Jesus mean in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen? 19? Uh, yes, uh, in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, we read that Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. So uh, we know that when Jesus said in the name of the Father, there is a name that uh, uh, that must be called when you are baptized. So most people in Ethiopia are from Coptic Orthodox Church. In fact, we do have Muslims and other religion, but mainly we deal with this. We start from Matthew. And I tell people that there is no clue for someone to be baptized by reading Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Uh, the, 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 what you can do is if you re- read that verse, you can baptize others. 
Because the instruction is to baptize, not to be baptized. Yes. So, the most you can do out of this is baptize people, but you don't have any evidence to be baptized. If you want to be baptized, you go to the book of Acts and read where people were being baptized. So, it was the instruction given to the apostles, and but they knew they did not have uh, difficulties with it because they know that there is only one God and they understand that God revealed himself in the in his son, Jesus Christ. So it was easy for them to understand, okay, this is what he's telling us. Right. That's why they started baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ. And I know that over the years that we've been on the radio, I've offered you know, a $1,000 reward to anyone that can find anyone in the Bible that was baptized where somebody called the name and said in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost because it's not in the Bible. And, of course, the reason we moved to Dickinson about 32 years ago is because we didn't know of any churches here baptizing in the name of Jesus. And so that's one of the reasons we moved here. And that's one of the reasons we do the Tell It Like It Is radio show, because we want you to know that. Uh, being, uh, being in God's church is not about belonging to a certain denomination, but it's about believing a certain message is what it's about. And this message, of course, is Acts 2.38. And I've got a man in the studio that believes that Acts 2.38 message. We're going to play a song. And we're going to come back here in just a minute. We've got Brother Temeskin, who is a pastor from Ethiopia. His father, uh, Elder Solomon, is a um, leader in a uh, apostolic Acts 238 organization over there. And we want to hear more about this. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Try to walk on water 
Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Glad that you're listening tonight. We've got a lot of people listening that are texting me, and you can do that, 701-290-7862. Also, if you're out of the country and you want to email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've got the uh, Brother Paul listening down in, in Wapaton. We've got uh, the Matherns listening, Ella, Nolan, Caleb, Autumn, Hunter, are listening? Isn't isn't Miles listening? What's he doing? Sleeping? We've got a sister Stacy up in our Minot Church listening tonight. Uh, Tim listening in North Carolina. Zach and Leah are listening with their children in Fargo. And uh, glad that you are tuning in. Keep texting me to tell me you're listening. I'm honored that you would listen to our program. We have a special guest tonight. As you, if you've been listening, uh, Brother Tomeskin. He's a pastor from Ethiopia, and he travels here. Uh, comes back to the States here every so often and then goes back to Ethiopia. And we are so glad we got to meet him, so glad our church is going to be able to support them and their ministry. Brother Tomeskin, go ahead and just continue telling us about what's happening in Ethiopia or what has happened there too. Thank you again. And uh, I would like to uh, say a few things about in old time when we had this Pentecostal movement in Ethiopia. Uh, the Many people, especially the Coptic Orthodox Church, they did not like uh, people speaking in tongues. So they were against that. There were a lot of persecution. Most people lost uh, their life. It wasn't easy for them just to preach. And uh, my mom had to leave her family and uh, come to the capital city. Uh, most of the young people by then, they had to leave their families because they did not accept them. Uh, to tell you, uh, uh, you know, my mom in Asela, when I was born, I was not even uh, two years old. But when I was born there, uh, during the uh, communism era or regime, they came to our house and they wanted to know if she has the Bible in our house. And they came and asked her, um, her name is Mazanor, do you have a Bible in your house? Because the government says there is no God, nobody is allowed to worship and pray and read Bible. So they came and asked her. She said, yes, I do have my Bible. And my dad was not home. So she, they took her to uh, a jail for two days, and she had to stay there. So it was very difficult time even to hold the Bible, let alone have church and teach people. If people hear you praying inside your house, they would come and they can beat you. So it wasn't easy. But the interesting thing is, during those days, very strong people came to the truth. Very, uh, uh, you know, energetic people that believed the oneness doctrine and they wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name, receive the Holy Ghost. The church grew very strong uh, in respect to people during those, uh, you know, suppressed eras. So my dad was also a teacher in high school, but he would go to houses one day. He had to go and uh, preach for someone now by the name Worku. So he went there. But his wife, they didn't know, was uh, possessed by evil spirit. The moment they entered to their compound, she started uh, shouting, the devil, not she, but the spirit said, oh, they came, they came here, they came here. So they went there. It was like that. They can go to some city and people possessed by devil spirit, they shout and they came, they came. So the revival was so strong. And many people that we know in Pentecostal movement, prayer warriors, they came during those eras because there was a revival in Ethiopia. And, you know, God helped, uh, you know, my father, my mom, and a lot of preachers, you know, to do that. In the communist era, it wasn't easy for 
people, as I said, to preach. I heard a story, and they said what they do is they play Ethiopian soccer. Because you cannot be in the house, gathered there to teach people Bible study. So they would go, and uh, they would have maybe five people from one side, and they would match, you know, they will compete. And what they do is most of the time the keeper would be a, uh, someone that will receive a Bible study. And someone who sit beside the keeper, if the police or anyone comes in, what are you talking about? They would say, oh, I'm waiting for my turn. Now the team is playing. When they lose, you know, we go in. But what they do is they give him Bible study for the keeper. And purposely people don't kick the ball, you know, to the keeper. Because they know, everyone knows, not the soldiers or, you know, the policemen, but everyone knows that's the Bible study. And I heard also a story. Uh, it's very difficult for some people, you know, to take some pages of Bible. But because it was very difficult to carry a Bible, they would take some pages of Bible for Bible study. So that is how the church in Ethiopia grew. You know, it was, there was a lot of sacrifice. People were bold. Some people lost their life, but still preaching the gospel, baptizing people in Jesus' name. And people accepted that because uh, they knew that the Bible teaches in the book of Acts. You can read Act 2, Act 8, and Acts chapter 10 and 19. All the book of Acts confirm that the baptism must be in the name of Jesus Christ. So that's how the church grew in the old time. That we, uh, I, you know, during during that last break during the song, uh, uh, Brother Tomeskin told me about some of the persecution during the communist socialist era. Were there apostolic people that lost their lives during this time then? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, some preachers, they lost their children. Uh, some preachers... Uh, they lost, you know, they, their loved ones because they were preaching this. So I don't have, you know, exact record now, but I know, you know, some of them lost because of the persecution from the communist government in Ethiopia. Now, were the Wendells still there during this time, or had they already gone back to America? Uh, the Wendells, after they came in 1968 and 69 January, they had to leave because of the persecution against Pentecostalism in general. In Ethiopia, they call it Pente. That means uh, it's a more uh, derogatory term to refer to people who speak in tank. So if you are Pente, they would come to your house, they would beat you. And some people, as I said, you know, they lost their lives, so they would scatter them to another place. So mm -hmm. it happened, uh, and most people lost their life. Some of them had to hide and mm -hmm. go somewhere else. Well, I know that in, in the area that we're broadcasting into, there are many people that do not know about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know, there are people probably listening to us right now that don't even know what we're talking about, which is one of the reasons we're on the air, because we want you to know that, that the baptism of the Holy Ghost found in the book of Acts is more than just believing in God or learning about God or, or even uh, praying a prayer of uh, repentance and asking God for forgiveness, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a real experience that people have, and the initial evidence of that is speaking in another language that you don't understand. And so, what's interesting to me is that doesn't—that's not an American religion. That—that that happens all across this world. Yes, sir. It's biblical way. Yeah. Uh, I have seen in a lot of our meetings there young people, old people receiving the Holy Ghost. They were not even. 
uh, able to stop that. And some people feel that, you know, they, they have to stop at some point. But when they try to speak even the normal Amharic language, Ethiopian language, that Holy Ghost, you know, works in them. And they, I have seen, I am an eyewitness. Even when I was 11 years old, as I mentioned earlier, we went to our house and a preacher was praying for us to receive a Holy Ghost. And we have been praying and for hours we have been praying in tongues. And uh, the neighbor, they came to our house because they, in Ethiopia, when people cry and, you know, noisy there sometimes, they feel something is wrong. So they came. My dad was not there, mom. They they thought that there was uh, some bad news that someone told us about the death of our relative. So they came and said, please tell us, you know, we can help you. We, we can mourn with you. Who died? We told them, no, it's not death. We're praying. And finally, we had to tell them that's the Holy Ghost. And people did not believe because all of our eyes, you know, tears were running our eyes. And yeah. we were kids and the whole house was on fire. So it's normal for some people not to understand. But if you closely read your Bible, especially the book of Acts, that was something that was happening every time when the apostles, when the people of God come together, the Holy Ghost would come and they speak in tongue and pray, rejoice and sing. That's uh, what we see. And you know, if you live in our area here in Dickinson, uh, you can experience this. this uh, we, our church is located up at 501 Elks Drive. We bought the entire upper portion of the Elks building three years ago, and we had a church downtown in Dickinson before that that we outgrew, and people are still receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost today just like they did in the book of Acts. If you have not received this or you belong to a church that doesn't believe in this, um, I, I really want you to come and visit our church. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. Um, unfortunately, Brother Tomeskin won't be with us. He has to fly tomorrow uh, somewhere else, but um, we will be there, and we'd love, love to meet you. And we we believe this is for today. We believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is for today. Uh, we'll we'll go ahead and take another little break here and play a song, and then I'll bring Brother Tomeskin back. You can text me, 701-290-7862. We've got Elena. Sister Walters is listening. Now, there is a special lady to me. That's my pastor's wife listening in Indiana. Good to have her listening. We have... Uh, uh, Sister Alicia Redman, Perry and Alicia Redman are listening tonight. Good to have them listening. So um, just text me, 701-290-786. Evening, morning, or at noon. Not for the foolish virgins, but the wise. Then recompense the world for all their lies. The born-again believers will sing their triumph song. It might not be too long The Christians of all ages standing by Waiting for that trumpet in the sky Then the archangel will blow it loud And we'll all meet together in the clouds even so come Lord Jesus is what we ought to pray. Say la, he might just come today. We're patiently awaiting his return. Through pain and tests and trials for us. 
Christmas will now begin Think about it before it gets too late You better say lock Cause when he comes back he won't wait You better count the cost There's one thing you can't buy Won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly Jesus is coming back He's coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be Morning, night or noon is coming back as a thief in the night Before he does, my friend You better make things right Above the clouds We'll live on high No more sickness, no more tears We'll never have to die The mystery of godliness is shown The glory of the Father to been made known. Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity. Selah, well that's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well that's what it means to me. Hey everybody, Pastor Bob, Tell It Like It Is Radio Show. You are just tuning in. We have a uh, a pastor from Ethiopia with us tonight, Brother Temeskin. We've got uh, some people listening all the way down in Louisiana tonight. The uh, elder brother Tyler family listening in. We've got uh, uh, Brother Gingrich listening in Yuma, Arizona. Lisa and the boys are listening too. And so... Um, in fact, your boy Gabriel, we just had a little uh, girl born to uh, Ethiopian family here, and maybe Gabriel has another chance at a wife when, in about 20 years. So so we just had a, a man named Ashi, that, and he and his wife just had a little baby girl today. So that was exciting news. Brother Temeskin is a pastor from Ethiopia, and he's going to be going back there in a couple of weeks, but we got, got him here, and we brought him here specifically because we have Ethiopian people that are part of our church here in Dickinson. I'd like to just uh, introduce him again, Brother Tomesk, and just keep telling us more about what, what's going on in Ethiopia. Thank you very much, Elder Simons. Again, it's an honor and privilege for me to be here with you. Uh, after that, you know, the church grew in, in Ethiopia. It was about 16 years ago or 17, my dad started uh, working uh, with the right doctrine, and uh, he was by himself he did not have any support, but he was preaching the truths 
uh, and there was a, another teaching in Ethiopia, but he rejected that teaching and he said, I'm going to preach uh, the Bible way. And we have to be careful how we preach the gospel because mm-hmm. it must be always the Bible way. Right. Uh, always, uh, when people come to the Lord, what we do is uh, we tell them to be born again. That is how you start. My father teaches. It started. It seems so simple for people. The Bible is, you know, it has so many things in it. Why do you take people to the water? But to see this whole world, you must be born of a man and a woman. If you don't, if you're not born, you cannot see this physical world. The same thing works in the spiritual world. To see what God has for you, the first thing is you must be born of a water and of a spirit. How do we get, uh, how can we be born of a water by being baptized in Jesus name and then you receive the Holy Ghost and then you grow in the Lord in that so my father started teaching and he was uh, with his brother older brother and another couple of preachers and he started preaching the truth only one church in a place called Durame about 50-55 people came out of the false doctrine, he was preaching the truth, but later he started receiving, you know, invitation from different people. They say, Brother Solomon, because they know uh, he teaches the Bible, and my father, he reads his Bible. I have one thing I tell people, I say, if I can read like my dad, and if I can pray like my mom, if I can mix that, I can be someone. <laughs> my mom is always on her knees, you know, praying, and my dad reads his Bible, at least at least a couple of times or three times a year he reads his Bible. He is a reader, always reading. So he knows his Bible and he started teaching. People knew that. He, they called him. He traveled. He did not have anything. He had to walk two hours, three hours, five hours and teach people. So it started only with one church and God blessed the work and, uh, you know, through the years, they had to fight a lot of things. It wasn't easy. You know, people were coming from the other denomination and uh, from the uh, Church of Ace, Apostolic Church of Ethiopia, seeing the truth. They came, and after, you know, 16, 17 years, now we do have about uh, or exactly 138 churches and preaching points in the country of Ethiopia. Mm. And it all started from one church in Durame area, specifically. Benara. And I would like to mention here that in year 2005, 2005, my dad did not have any support, but three people from the states, uh, Elder Garrett from Valley Pentecostal Church, Arizona, and Elder uh, David Smith, who was in Maine, now in Ohio, uh, and Elder Frost, uh, Leon Frost from Bakersfield, they came to Ethiopia and they said, Brother Solomon, we're going to help you. And I remember uh, Brother Smith or Elder Smith telling my dad that if you give your neck to the truth, I will die with you. So they started, you know, just praying and doing the work. They came to Ethiopia. I remember in a place called Chiko, they, there was a conference. They washed the preacher's feet. They did the uh, foot washing there. Americans washing the foot of Africans and farmers and preachers. And I can tell you, most people, they don't even have their socks. Or if they do have, they can wear it for weeks there. Uh, 
a week is normal. But uh, it was the Holy Ghost who led them to do that. And they came to Ethiopia and said, we're going to wash your feet. And the whole city came to see what was going on in Echiko because Americans are washing the, uh, you know, the feet of Ethiopians. And we were weeping and the Holy Ghost was in that meeting. And that uh, has a great impact on my life. And I felt every time I come to America, these are my brothers. These, these people want to, you know, serve us, not to be a lord over us. So that helped us. And I know, especially Elder Smith, we love him very much. You know, he fought through the years, the battle with us. So uh, that is how the church is growing. And God is bringing still new souls to our church. Uh, recently, people came to our church seeing the revelation from Trinitarian circle and from any other circle. So we're so happy God is blessing the word. Uh, Brother Tomeskin, you had just mentioned the word Trinitarianism. I know earlier, uh, before the radio show, you and I were talking about in Genesis where God said, let us make man in our image, and you said in the Ethiopian culture that is so easy to understand what that means. What? Uh, explain a little bit what you told me earlier. Yeah. Because, uh, if you're listening tonight and you don't know what we're talking about, there is a, a doctrine called the Trinity where they believe that God is three separate and distinct persons. Of course, the word Trinity is not even found in the Bible. And and actually, that doctrine was started several hundred years after the New Testament was written. Um, and so uh, we, don't, we don't believe the doctrine of the Trinity, but uh, so many people ask about Genesis chapter, uh, uh, where it says, let us make man in our image. Explain that to, to us and how, it, how people in Ethiopia understand this. For Ethiopians, uh, it's easy to understand uh, one person talking uh, as if he is, uh, you know, in a, in a plural sense, or as if he's many. Uh, for us, we do have what we call the majestical plurality, and uh, we use that. For example, my dad, Elder Solomon Lodamo. Uh, I don't call him the same way I call some young man who is in his 20 or 30s. The term that we use for older people and for more than two people is the same. If I can illustrate it in Amharic, maybe someone is listening in Amharic. So if I can say na, it is singular, single person. If I say nu, it must be more than one. But not only that, it works for uh, people that you respect, you use the plurality. And we had King some 47 years ago, King Haile Selassie. Whenever he addressed himself in speaking or writing, he would say, we, the king of Ethiopia. And for Ethiopians, it's common to hear that. We had only one king, but he himself referred to him, we, the king, and we did this, we did that. People are not confused and say, oh, Haile Selassie is three or four or nine, ten. It's not mm-hmm. under question. So people understand that is majestical plurality and that is how we explain it ethiopians can understand that so easily and i and i know the jewish people understand that very easily too because the jewish people and for you that are listening tonight the jewish people only believe in one god they don't believe in three separate persons in god and jesus uh, when the bible talks about that there's only one god the father uh, we understand that that the father was in jesus reconciling the world to himself and so we understand that Jesus himself was the visible image of the invisible Father. Yes. That's who he, who he was when he walked on this earth. And now, in, in the uh, resurrected body, he is the all the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth bodily. 
in Jesus Christ. So when we get to heaven, we're going to see one throne. We're going to see one seated on the throne, and that one will be Jesus. That's is who it will be. So um, you know, it's exciting to hear. And, and what's interesting to me is there's much confusion here about it. But in Ethiopia, I think people would understand it better because they they understand that there can be a plurality as far as addressing like a, a majesty, not not just more than one person. So the. Um, I know that with the, the this this message, and, and in some ways, even though you and I live, you know, a world apart from each other, when we moved to Dickinson, uh, people thought that we were uh, a cult because we did not believe in the Trinity, uh, and and they would say you're a cult, and I and I would tell them, well, explain the Trinity to me, and maybe I believe in it, but nobody could explain it to me because they said it was a mystery, so. So I never could find anybody that could... And you can find 10 different people that say they believe in the Trinity and they'll explain it in 10 different ways. Where what we believe is that there's only one God, what the Bible teaches, and that, that He, um, you know, God the Father and the Holy Spirit are the same because God the Father is a spirit, and the, and the Holy Spirit, of course, is a spirit, and that spirit was in Christ. And that's why when Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, this... Um, this Acts 2.38 message, it sounds like, well, I, I was telling Brother Tomeskin earlier that when I first came into the Pentecostal movement back in the late 70s and early 80s, we heard much about the Pentecostal revival that was going on in Ethiopia and how thousands of people were re- receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it sounds like it's still going on today. So, Yes, sir. Yeah, that's exciting. We will take another little break and come back in just a second. Uh, you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight. We've got people texting, people trying to call, but you can't call because we're on live radio, but 701-290-7862. If you're listening outside of the United States, uh, email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Cause Lord I know you don't lie 
It is radio show. Uh, Pastor Bob Simons here. We uh, are have Pastor uh, Tomeskin with us from Ethiopia tonight, and you are listening. Of course, we're broadcasting live out of Dickinson, North Dakota. Many of you are listening to us on Holy Ghost Radio. We're glad that you're with us. I'd like to just kind of bring him in, Brother Tomeskin, for this last segment to talk to us just a little more about the work in Ethiopia and um, and about other things that we were just talking about. Thank you very much again. Uh, you know, the reason I mentioned about the past thing is we have to understand that uh, so many people sacri- sacrifice their lives uh, so that people can get this truth. The main thing is that Jesus died for us, and that's it. But there are people who involve their life, who give their everything. As I mentioned, uh, people from America, people in Ethiopia, uh, Elder Smith, he travels to Ethiopia at least uh, twice. So people give their life in, uh, for the cause. But uh, Jesus said in John twelve twenty four that, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings for, for much fruit. And I do understand that when we give our life and when we die for the world, for the things, for the self and uh, if we can do that, we can win so many souls, but it requires death for people. When I say death, not physical death, but in this world, uh, as John said, we must decrease so that we can see the glory of the Lord all over the world. The foot washing I mentioned, and even uh, uh, Brother Wendell many years back in Ethiopia, he was washing the foot and the wound of uh, leprous people, and they were working in leprous colonies, so they washed their feet. They put bandage on that. So that thing brought a blessing to the work in Ethiopia. And uh, we need to know that, you know, we need, we need to die. And if we don't, we're not willing to die, we remain by ourselves. But God will give us fruit if we are willing to die and take the gospel out. Uh, recently, about uh, four years ago, God gave us an open door. And I would like to mention that in the west part of Ethiopia called Dambidolo. And uh, there was a man called uh, Mulugeta. Now he is pastoring uh, seven churches there. Uh, but he came to the truth and he did not uh, take time. When I say that, he knew that there was something missing. He was pastoring three churches by then. But God gave him uh, that, the revelation. Someone went there, spoke to him about the need or the essentiality of being baptized in Jesus' name. And he did not reject that. He prayed and he told me when I was there, he said, God told me that I will be working with someone that doesn't speak my area language, but he speaks uh, the national language. He said, since that day, 
We are baptizing people in Dumbidolo area, church, very difficult area politically, but God is working there. God is, uh, uh, you know, bringing so many souls to, to the church. And what we want to do in Ethiopia recently is thank you for people who have been supporting the work in Ethiopia, uh, including uh, Elder Simons here. But we are going to build training center uh, in Awasa. It is about some 15 minutes away from Awasa. And Ethiopians need, pastors need education. And uh, we are heading that way. God has given us or blessed us uh, with about 2.5 acre property there. And when I go back, we will start, uh, you know, working on that and so that we can have a training center. If we can train pastors and young people, by the way, in Ethiopia, about 70% of the population is between the age 15 and 30. So we need to train a lot of young people and preachers so that we can take them to the neighboring country, Eritrea, Somalia, Sudan, Egypt, and all over Africa. So keep us in your prayers uh, as we uh, do this project. And God, I know that he has his favor on this project, and God is supporting us. But keep us in your prayers. Uh, We want revival in Ethiopia. We need revival all over the world. God bless you. How much money do you think it will take to build this training center? The training center, the first phase, we say it is, it's about 180,000 U.S. dollar because we're going to have two stories. Okay. And uh, we are going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, accommodate at least 40 students for now. In the future, we will take it to 60, but for now. So we're going to have a lot of rooms and library and uh, dormitories because they will be staying there. And uh, cafeteria and everything, offices and so on. So I spoke to... Uh, an engineer, and he gave me that figure. But the next uh, faith would be to have a sanctuary there so that we can have our annual conference in Awasa. But okay. for now, that is the figure I have. And that 2.5 acres, uh, that's already paid for then? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir, it's already paid for. So that's a good start. Yes. If you uh, are listening tonight, especially you that are listening on Holy Ghost Radio, uh, maybe some of the pastors, and you want to find how to support Brother Tomeskin and his father, Brother Solomon, uh, he comes very highly recommended by uh, Brother David Smith, Brother Ron Garrett. And um, and so if you uh, would like to support their work, you can certainly contact me. I can I can get you in the right direction. You can also support them through the WPF, uh, the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship. You can support them through that. Uh, and that when they do that, would they just call it the, is it called, would it go through Brother Solomon or is it uh, UPC of... Um, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Okay, United that's Pentecostal Church United Pentecostal Church of Ethiopia. And it's been so good to have him. I'm just going to give out a couple of announcements in just a couple minutes. I'm going to have Brother Tomeskin pray for our listening audience. But if you are listening tonight, as I mentioned, our next service in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. It's at Wednesday night at 730. Now, Tuesday night in Beach, we have a, a work in Beach, a, a church in Beach. In fact, we just bought a building there. We're in the middle of remodeling that. And that church right now has just a Tuesday night service at the Beach Community Service Center at 7.30. And uh, yours truly, Pastor Bob, will be preaching there this Tuesday night. The pastor is gone. And so he asked me to fill in for him. And then uh, Wednesday night here in Dickinson, Thursday night in Bowman, North Dakota, we have a daughter work there. It's uh, right on Main Street in Bowman. In fact, a couple of the people that go to that church are listening tonight to the program. Yvonne and Marin are, are listening tonight, so we're... We will have church there, and then they also have a Sunday service, Sunday mornings at 1030, 
in Bowman. And then in Dickinson, we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock and our worship services at 11 o'clock. And again, that's 501 Elks Drive. If you want to experience the Pentecostal experience, we want to ask you to come. We'd love to have you come. Uh, we, we would um, love to see you come. If you have not repented of your sins and surrendered your life to Jesus, we would certainly make a time available for you to do that. And then uh, you are a candidate to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that you can receive this if you seek him and ask for it. And, uh, and we believe he still pours it out today, and we have seen him pour it out today. And then, of course, we baptize in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and that is something that we can also do for you, too. Uh, Brother Tomeskin, I would like you just to close our broadcast by praying for our listening audience tonight. Let's pray. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. And I know that, God, you are on this, and uh, we thank you for your goodness, and we know yes, that Lord. you are the creator of the heaven and the earth. We thank you for that. We are your people. Thank you for your protection in this time. Lord, I ask today uh, for all of us, God, to help us and open our eyes, our spiritual eyes, Lord. Enlighten our eyes of understanding to see what's going on in our world, uh, in our uh, area, God, help us to see everything. Open our ears to listen to the cries of so many people who are in difficulties, in problems, God. Help us to pray more. Help us to love you more in this last generation. We need the Holy Ghost more than ever. We know, Jesus, you're coming back to this world, and you're going to take your church, God. Help us to be the right individuals and the right person, and so that we can live with you forever and ever. Help us all, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brother Tomeskin, it's been so good to have you with us, not only on the radio, but in church today. And as I've been giving out my cell number throughout the whole program, you can certainly get a hold of me, 701-290-7862. Lord willing, next Sunday night at 806 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, God bless. And again, we are so honored that you would listen to this program. Good night. You stepping to the bow of my boat, speaking to the wind and waves, peace be still. Gratitude has overtaken all my thoughts of despair, and the emptiness that once was, Lord, is now a place you fill. And I'm thankful for the faith you placed in me, and that you are almighty. Because when I'm weak, then I am made strong I'm thankful for the blood you shed for me When you died on Calvary Cause when I'm baptized, it removes all my wrong I'm thankful, I'm thankful When salvation was so near So at those times
times you don't feel like lifting your voice. Remember that Jesus has purchased your choice. The praises you offer can set captives free. Because where Jesus is, there will be liberty. But if we do not praise you, the rocks will cry out. And we owe so much more, so we'll stand up and shout. That I'm thankful for the faith you placed in me.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.